right, Wall fans, welcome to, as always, another very exciting edition of Go Tell to the Wall podcast featuring myself, your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We're going to get into episode 43 tonight. We've got the live feed going. Full disclosure to those of you that only listen, we are recording a little later than usual this evening, uh, so it's going to be interesting on the live feed. But if you only listen to the audio, that's okay. Anyway, you don't even really notice these things. But we do have the live feed going, despite the fact that we're going about an hour and a half later on a Thursday than we usually do. But you know what? The show must go on. S-H-I-T. So happy it's Thursday. You know you're happy it's Thursday. Those of you working those 9 to 5s heading in into the office tomorrow, getting ready for a little weekend action. That's right, a little weekend action. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, Wall fans. We're going to start with the social plugs. Always, I got, I got we, social plugs, got to throw them out there, got to throw them out there. If you want to follow us on any of those social platforms that you're using every day, every five minutes, because you know you are, you're watching those cat videos, you're reading all those I don't let's let's not even call them articles all that clickbait on Facebook and you're watching all those videos on YouTube so why not throw go tell to the wall into that rotation that's right you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall also on Twitter at tell the wall pod or at magic Muppet hey Joan uh, my good friend Joan has become uh, quite the wall fan recently now that she is finding our podcast uh, additionally if you want to Follow us on YouTube, subscribe, get all the cool videos and stuff. We got new content going up there. Real, I don't want to say daily, but weekly right now. So check us out there. Just search Go Tell to the Wall, and you will find us on YouTube. Uh, and most importantly, I don't want to say most importantly, but really easiest for all of you, would be heading to the website, which is SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That is going to be your one-stop shop for everything, including Patreon. If you would like to support support the podcast financially, uh, you can do that through Patreon. So head on over to SeanO'RourkeLive.com. You can get all the links, YouTube, pictures that you're not going to see anywhere else, all kinds of good stuff. So check us out there as well. That's right. Check us out there as well. Yeah, I think that's it for the the social platforms. It's a little late this evening. I've got some new beer, and so we'll we'll see how how well this goes. We're gonna go off the rails pretty quick, I think. Uh, speaking of new beers, let's just let's let's get the beer plug in now. Uh, so I got hooked up with a little bit of a beer uh, subscription subscription. So now I'm getting beers delivered like monthly or every other month, something like that. I don't even know. <laughs> this was given to me. Uh, so because of that nice little beer subscription, I'm getting some. Awesome craft beers from elsewhere around the country. If you if you're a, a a a hardcore avid listener, you know we get a lot of California beers, a lot of IPAs. I try to get some of the Midwest stuff in, but it's hard to find the craft brews uh, from the East Coast. So, that being said, this week we have a nice little brew from Spider Bite Beer Company. Spider Bite Beer Company, and they are out of Ipswich, Massachusetts. Uh, it's a little brewery that's been around since 2008. 2008. It's two guys that started this brewery. Now, what I really like about this, and I'll get into more specifics on the beer, but what I really like about this brewery is one of the founders really, and this really fits into the mantra of Go Tell to the Wall podcast, one of the founders actually went to school to become a chiropractor, finished school to become a chiropractor, and I think he even started opening his own practice, but the beer bug was calling him, not because he's an alcoholic, but because he was so interested in brewing beer. So what he did was quit being a chiropractor, chiro, chiropractic-y, I don't know, uh, quit being a chiropractor, hooked up with his friend, and they created the Spider Bite Beer Company based on a summer they'd spent together out camping where they were constantly getting bitten by spiders. But I bring that up because that is the perfect example of 
one of our mantras here at Go Tell to Wall Podcast, and that is have passion. Hashtag have passion. And there's a perfect example of a gentleman who followed his passion. Followed his passion, and it has worked out for him because this apparently is a very popular uh, brewery in the north northeast, um, and, and I'm sure it will be making its way further out west here. And this particular brew is the First Bite Pale Ale. So this is the very first brew that they put together for Spider Bite Beer Company, and I am happy to share it with you on Go Tell to the Wall podcast. And this is, I guess you would call it an East Coast IPA. I've talked about that on the, on the show many times before. I guess this would be an East Coast IPA. It's a good IPA. It's not super hoppy, but it is definitely a tasty IPA. If you're a Pale Ale fan, hit this one up. I know. We always have IPAs on the show simply because I enjoy them, but don't worry We've got all kinds of cool beers coming across here soon. In fact, from the same brewery, uh, there is another uh, brew that I've got I've got sitting over off to the side right now, and we're going to include it in one of the shows, but that will be a definite off-the-rail show because I was looking at that beer earlier today, and it is a 10% beer. 10%. It's going to be tough having that one on the show, but we got to do it. Got to take one for the team and have the 10% beer on the show. We have actually had heavier beers on the show for anniversary episodes, so I think we'll get through it. Nonetheless, check them out. Spider Bite Beer Company, First Bite Pale Ale. I'm enjoying it. And we're mixing up the beers here. In fact, I'll be honest. I had a, uh, I had another Stone, a new brew, a new brew from Stone. I was like, oh, more Stone. I was just going to do it this week. Luckily, my beer delivery came in. So we've got some more interesting beers to share with all of you. Uh, and, of course, all the beer review videos are going up individually on YouTube. So check those out on YouTube. Search Go Tell to the Wall. That's right. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, so I've got a funny story I want to share with all of you before we get into all the social and the, you know, these fake little segments that we have. I say fake because they're not really segments. It's all just stuff to keep me in line until I get tangented, tangented, uh, trademarked, go tell it's a wall podcast term. Uh, so anyway, I'm at the library the other day. My, my wife and I finally went out to get library cards uh, about a week ago. I, I haven't been to a public library since I was a kid. It's just one of those things. When I was in college... Uh, well, I was in film school, so like our library was literally a huge room full of DVDs and, and, and everything else. In fact, there's Mookie, one of my friends from film school, jumping on the live feed. He can attest to that. Uh, so I just never had to use a library, like public li- I respect them, used them as a kid, uh, but haven't, haven't used one in years. you know. And then now we have these Kindle and all this other stuff and Google, and you just like, do that research. Uh, and not to knock libraries, I think they're great. But I have a one-year-old at home. So my wife and I were like, okay, let's go get library cards. Go get library cards. It's actually a walking distance from my house. We go get library cards. Check out some books uh, for my daughter. I got a couple CDs about a week ago, and we did it. Uh, but the funny story comes this week when I go to the library, walking my daughter in the stroller. You know, it's like it's like a mile away. It's like that's nothing here. We I'm constantly every day walking a mile or two, three, four miles with my daughter. Uh, so we go to the library and return some of the books that we checked out. Uh, return the CDs that I checked out. Uh, and of course, before we go over to the kids section, so I'm, I'm letting my daughter pick out some books. You know, she's she's 14 months, so she's kind of crawling around and pulling. She'll she'll take all the books, but you know, before we do that, I stop by the CD section, which is great, because when I was a kid at the library, like CDs were kind of a new thing. You didn't have tons of CD. Like there wasn't this big music selection. Nowadays, at the library, you have this big music selection. So I go in there and I'm searching. You know, just kind of browsing through the the CDs real quick before we go to kids books. And I look, I'm like, oh, Vampire Weekend. I'm a big Vampire Weekend fan. I have been for a long time. I don't think I, I don't, I don't think I've heard this album. It's one of their newer ones. Okay, I'm gonna grab that. And next to that is something else that I, that I, it, I saw Vampire, and I was like, I don't think we have that. I, I've li- heard that album either from Vampire Weekend. So I grabbed that album. 
So I go up and check out, and we, we, well, we go and we grab a couple books for my daughter. Go and I check out the books and stuff, get home, and I look at the CDs. Put my daughter down for a nap, and I look at the CDs, and I'm like, oh, cool, I'm going to check these out. And I have a Vampire Weekend CD. Well, the other CD that I saw that I thought was a Vampire Weekend CD was actually the soundtrack for a little show called Vampire Diaries. Ugh. Now, nothing against Vampire Diaries. I've never seen the show, uh, but I know it is very much a tween vampire show. Uh, something that doesn't really get the gears running for me as far as music, I assume. Uh, so I didn't even end up putting the CD into my my CD player, my CD player. Does anyone have a CD player anymore? Like, I, I do. I just have a CD player that I plug into my computer, like a, a CD drive. I don't even have a CD drive on my actual computer anymore. Uh, thank you, Microsoft Surface Pro, for, for eliminating those things. A lot of other people did as well. Uh, you know, so I didn't even put the CD in my player. And my wife gets home a couple hours later, and I go to show them, like, I got a couple CDs, and she just bursts out laughing. Bursts out laughing. Uh, so if you're if you're interested in the Vampire Diaries soundtrack, chances are you can find that at your local library. Uh, I can't say I recommend it, but if you're into those kinds of things, check them out. I am enjoying listening to my Vampire Weekend, the, the Vampire Weekend <laughs> CDs that I checked out. Huh. Like, of all the things. This is what happens when you have a kid. Uh, AJ of dad fiction who just jumped on the feed can attest to this as well. You, you, you like things just kind of fall out of your head. Totally just kind of fall out of your head. And, uh, I saw a vampire and it was, I was like, well, it must be a vampire. Nope. Doesn't always work like that. Doesn't always work like that. And I should know better because what was the, the, the freaking vampire movie like franchise uh, twilight twilight. Hopefully Chris jumps on the feed here because I'm going to really missing the stats and information tonight. Uh, so there's my little library story. Yeah, I know. Not that exciting. Ugh, gosh. Uh, but I do have one more piece of important news, housekeeping for all of you. Uh, and I mentioned this last week. But they are in the works. Officially in the works. And these are not the official Go Tell to the Wall stickers that I have been mentioning for quite a while. That logo is still, lit it's literally still in the works. It's being designed right now. I'm just waiting for more proofs um, from our designer. But we have finished up the hashtag Common Sense stickers, which will be here next week. And as of next week, we will start distributing those hashtag Common Sense stickers uh, to all the Wall fans, first and foremost to all of our patrons. Uh, and then to any any and all wall fans that are interested in having a hashtag common sense sticker. And then I will put it on all of you wall fans out there to then sticker the hell out of anything and everything you can find. Because those stickers may also include the URL channel work live. So we're going to get a little, you know, get the word out there. Like I always say, share, tell a friend, tell a friend. Say, hey, I've got this blathering idiot that talks for an hour every Thursday and posts these dumb videos. on. Don't say it like that. Don't say it like that. That's how my wife talks about my stuff. No, it's not. She doesn't actually talk about it like that. I'm just kidding. Oh, let's get into some social. Social. We're going to get into that douchebag Logan Ryan in a minute here, but I have some little updates for you. If you're not aware of these, you might be. But Facebook is just, they're on another roll here with their feeds. Oh, we know. We, you all know as wall fans. Not a big fan of the Facebook feed and their algorithms and all their other stuff. Give them quite the hard time. Well, surely it can only get better, right? Surely it can only get better. No. What the, the I don't even want to call him talented anymore. The extremely rich Mark Zuckerberg has, Zuckerberg has decided to do is when it comes to news in your feed, the, 
fake news like the Orange Menace likes to throw around, what they're doing is they're essentially crowdsourcing all of this now. So they're allowing everyone in their news feeds to select certain news outlets that pop up in their feed, and then either mark them as fake news or real news. So think about that for a second, Wall fans. Just think about that. They're putting the onus on the users of Facebook. Now, to me, first and foremost, this is a cop-out on Facebook's part because they don't want to be in charge of policing this and the fake, the fake news that actually does go up on their site and into their news feeds. But then on top of that, I would like to remind everyone about all the Russia stuff that was happening, you know, like the Russia fake news that was happening during the election about a year and a half ago. So you think that's going to stop that? And you're telling me that the people ignorant enough to elect the Orange Menace into the White House are going to be smart enough to realize what's fake news and mark that correctly as fake news? No, 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 Mr. Mark Zuckerberg. This is basically a cop-out on your part. And I think we're seeing the beginning of the end of Facebook. That's what's going to happen. They've gotten too greedy. This is like Rome. It's like Rome. We're seeing the, the, the beginning of the fall of Facebook, just like the beginning of the fall of Rome. And that's where we are here. Oh, and in fact, I want to point out to all of you out there an interesting stat that came out this week regarding fake news going up on social platforms. There's an ongoing investigation with the Russia meddling and people hacking and posting certain things on social platforms, especially Facebook. Well, one of those investigations this week uncovered that during the election... During the presidential election in 2016, 90,000 people RSVP'd. You know, on Facebook, you can RSVP to an event. People create an event, blah, blah, blah. You RSVP, you say you're going to go. 90,000 people RSVP'd to fake events created by Russian hackers. 90,000 people. One more time. 90,000 people RSVP'd to completely fake events. So, Mark, you think those same people are going to be capable of policing the news in their news feed? <sighs> Get the fuck out of here. Like, seriously. What, like, how does this... It, it's mind-blowing to me that people see this as okay. Like, even if Zuckerberg thinks this is okay, you don't you have a team... You're, you're rich as shit, dude. You don't have a team of people sitting there going, eh, maybe that's not a good idea. No, they're going to proceed with it. Uh, so, Wall fans, I think we're seeing the beginning of the end of Facebook. It will likely be going away here at some point. It's probably going to live on forever, just like MySpace does. MySpace still exists. Did you guys know that? I got a MySpace notification a couple weeks ago. I didn't even know what to do with it. I don't even know how to find my MySpace page. I had one for like a year. I had a roommate at the time that made me sign up for MySpace. I was like, why do I need this? Oh, no, I don't. Oh, I don't need this. I still don't understand why I need Facebook. Other than speaking with all of you out there, wall fans, and coming to you every Thursday night live via Facebook. <laughs> That's mainly what I use it for. Oh, that and baby pictures. You got to put the baby pictures on the Facebook. And then all the relatives see them and they freak out and aunts and uncles and grandparents and stuff, you know. Oh, all right. More social. I do have some fun social stuff, but we got to get into this first before I get into any other social stuff. And that would be the walking, talking douchebag that is Logan Paul. 
We've talked about this guy, Wall fans, many times. In fact, I pointed out that I called him out about a year and a half, year, year, year and a half ago, saying it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. We all know the story of what happened. He posted it just at the end of uh, 2017. We all know what happened. Well, he finally reemerged on a social platform and decided to put out a new video. And in that video, he pledges that he pledges $1 million to help mental illness awareness. And the thing is, I didn't actually watch the video, Wall fans, because I'm not going to give him the views and the time of me watching the actual video. I did read about it. And here's what's happening is Logan Paul has has repositioned himself. And now he thinks that he can be a mental health awareness advocate and a suicide awareness advocate because he screwed up. Well, here's the thing, Wall fans, and everyone out there on social media and everyone on YouTube, wherever you are, you got to spot a fake. You got to spot a fake because what's happened here is he knows he messed up and now he needs to find a way to become popular again. So what's his way of becoming popular again? By becoming a fake advocate for mental illness. He has never cared about mental illness before this until he had to do it so that he could continue making money and continue to be popular. That's why he's doing it. That's exactly why he's doing it. So don't buy his bullshit for a second. Anyone out there, don't buy it. Don't consume his videos. Don't look at his stuff. This is the same kid that before all of this happened was basically just creating shock videos, lighting couches on fire in his empty swimming pool, terrorizing his neighbors, running around like an ignorant asshole in Asia. But no. Oh, he's all about mental health awareness now. Suicide prevention. Yes. This is the same douchebag that creates stupid little catchphrases like, What are those? What are those? He, ba- he creates stupid shit that we got to hear teenagers say on the daily. And that's all he does. Don't pander to him, wall fans. And if you have friends that pander to him, don't let them do it. And if you have friends with kids that, that let their kids watch it, stop them. This is the dumbing down of America. This is the dumbing down of society right here where we can accept this ridiculous douchebag who was spewing bullshit for years to kids and influencing them with dumb shit like, what are those? (laughs) What are those? Yeah, that's a real fucking catchphrase that he has. What are those? Think about that, Wall fans. Don't support people like this. You want to support mental health awareness? Go find a real advocate out there. Go support NAMI. Support real organizations. Not a guy just looking to get clicks. Not that, Wall fans. Because you know why? We're all better than that. And you know why? Because common fucking sense should always prevail. Always. God, we have hit our F-bomb limit. (laughs) And we haven't even talked about the Orange Menace yet. Oh, man. Oh, let's see how this one goes. All right, let's have some fun now. Let's have some fun. Hey, Caleb. Check it on that live feed here. All right, social. Still on some social here. So I do have some fun stuff. Burger King put out a new little viral ad campaign uh, this past week or so. I think it was in the past week or so. And if, if you remember, we talked about them, Burger King, and, and a certain ad campaign they did for anti, anti-bullying. Fantastic ad campaign. And, and not even an ad campaign. It was a viral ad campaign. All viral videos. And it was fantastic. If you haven't seen it, just go YouTube Burger King bullying video. Well, they're back at it again. 
You're back at it again. In fact, what they did this time, and we will definitely share this one to the page because this one really has to be seen. So they have decided to go after net neutrality, which we all know the ending of net neutrality is a terrible, terrible thing. If, if you don't realize it's a terrible thing and you think it's a political thing, you need to go do your research. It's not a political thing. It's nothing to do with politics or the orange menace or anything else, regardless of what he supports or doesn't support. The ending of net neutrality is a terrible thing. So Burger King wanted to exemplify this. So what they did was set up hidden cameras like they did for the anti-bullying campaign. And they had people coming in to order Whoppers. Well, they had different tiers of Whopper. So you could pay, like, and I can't remember the exact prices, but you could pay, let's say, $26 to get your Whopper right away. Or you could pay, like, $5 to get your Whopper in, like, an hour. And it's funny watching this video because you see the people getting upset. Like, what do you mean I have to wait for my burger? I don't understand, you know? And then the guys that went and paid the $26, they're getting their burger right away. Why is that guy getting his burger right away? Because he paid. And it's fantastic because that is what would happen if they end net neutrality. Right there. That is what it is. That is what it is. Think of it in terms of hamburgers, in terms of Whoppers. That's what would be happening. Is someone would be paying more to get their information right away. That's exactly what would be happening. And who would be paying more? The people with ridiculous expend, extra income. Expendable income that can just throw it away. Yeah, well, I want to get my cat videos right away. You know, and you leave it to the poor high school kid who barely has internet in his home or maybe is going to the library to use the internet, doing research to try and get through high school, try and get into college, and he can't get there. He can't get those sites because people like the Orange Menace, wealthy, white people, are going to be getting it faster because they're paying more. And that is net neutrality. Uh, now, the, the ad, it is very funny. We're going to share that one. It, the video is very, it, it is extremely funny. Uh, but at the same time, it's also a little scary because this is what's going to happen if net neutrality ends. Uh, I am still holding out faith that it will not actually end. And I, I, I think we're going to get there. I think we're going to get there. But it's going to take a lot of fighting. So, Wall fans, remember, we don't want the end of net neutrality. <laughs> I'm laughing because I feel like I'm just harping on this. Harping, 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 harping. Ugh, we haven't talked about it in a week or two, so I guess I'm not harping on it. All right, let's move along here. TV, film, and books. We got a lot of ranting this week. This is what happens when I go on like an hour and a half later than usual. Got a lot of ranting. A lot of ranting. Sorry, right, it's episode 43. It's not like it's episode 50. <laughs> All right, let's get into a little TV, film, books. Oh, didn't have a lot of TV this week. Uh, but I do have uh, the the most hated reality television star in America to talk about this week, and that would be the Orange Menace. That's right, the Orange Menace. That menace sitting there in the White House, the Orange House. Maybe we'll just start calling it the Orange House until he gets his filthy ass out of there. Well, a little story came out this week, and the Orange Menace and his wife made a request to the Guggenheim. The Guggenheim is a probably one of the most popular museums in America, the Guggenheim Art Museum, if you're not familiar with it. And they had requested to borrow a Van Gogh painting. Van Gogh, one of the most famous painters in the entire world, requested to borrow a Van Gogh painting. And not to put in the White House like where everyone tours and stuff, but to put in their private residential quarters at the White House. 
They thought they were that important that they could just call the Guggenheim. Oh, can we borrow this priceless Van Gogh and put it in our residence at the White House? Well, no, because then you're keeping it away from the public who have every right to see it. The public should be seeing this. It should be in a museum, not in your stupid little house, your stupid little orange house within the White House. It doesn't belong there. But it gets even better uh, because one of the directors of the Guggenheim said, well, we can't give you that painting, but we do have something else that you can put into your residence within the White House. And that would be a solid 18-karat gold toilet that was on display at the Guggenheim Museum. 18-karat gold toilet. And this is fantastic. They actually, it's no longer on display, but it was on display in like the fifth floor bathroom. And you could go use this 18-karat toilet. The artist that created this uh, did it as as a... Uh, as a, uh, a, a ah, nod, what's the word I'm looking for, but a, uh, a nod to the, to the wealthy in this country who just are able to spend money on things like an 18-karat gold solid, a solid gold toilet. So he offered that one to the Orange Menace to put in his residence, uh, and thus far they have not gotten a response from the Orange Menace. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to tell you, dude, embrace your ridiculousness. Like, we all know that you're a terrible human being. You may as well have this piece of art that is exemplifying terrible human beings who can't share their wealth. You may as well have this within your residence until we evict your ass out of there. Take it, dude. Take it. And it is a working toilet. It's a working toilet, like I said. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I'm going to follow that story a little. I think they should have to take it. I think they should have to take it. Ah. All right, I want to get serious here for a minute, TV, film, and books. And if you follow my personal face, uh, Twitter and Facebook, you might have seen this the other day. Uh, the Oscar nominations were announced just the other day. And this has been a really interesting year for Oscar nominations, really nominations for any award show. The SAG Awards took place about a week ago. Uh, this is award show season uh, for, for everyone in Hollywood. I don't watch any of these stupid shows. I stopped respecting the Oscars when Eminem won an Oscar years ago. It's like, really? Really? Eminem gets an Oscar? Like, okay. You know, and much respect to Eminem. Like, no problem with his music. Just shouldn't have an Oscar, dude. Like, that's, like, have 50 Emmys. You don't need an Oscar. Like, it just doesn't need it. So I, I lost my respect for it back then. However, it's been extra interesting because of the Me Too and the Time's Up campaigns. Time's Up, if you're not familiar with it, that is the specific to Hollywood campaign. that They're calling. They're saying Time's Up on all these producers and everyone else who's been accused of sexual harassment uh, or convicted or settled sexual harassment, all the different stuff. And, in fact, it kept... James Franco from being nominated uh, for an Academy Award, despite the fact that he had won the Golden Globe, which is usually, if you're not familiar with it, usually a telling sign for the Oscars. Not always, but usually a telling sign. Didn't even get nominated. Now, rightfully so. He was accused of sexual harassment right after the Golden Globes. Right after the Golden Globes. Well, one of those other nominations that did come out is for uh, Animated Short. Animated Short. And a little retired athlete named Kobe Bryant actually is a producer on this animated short. So he is nominated for an Academy Award. Well, Wall fans, how does that pertain to Time's Up and Me Too? Because I would like to remind everyone out there, all of you Wall fans, social media world, really the entire world, who seems to have forgotten this, Kobe Bryant is a rapist. He is a rapist. It's as simple as that. So if we're going to call out these other people for sexual harassment, which we should, we should, and keep them from being nominated or even going to the Oscars or whatever else, 
You need to hold Kobe fucking Bryant to that same standard. It's as simple as that. The guy's a rapist. And we all forget that because he's a basketball player and everyone in Los Angeles loves him because he was a Laker. And No, no. He's a rapist. Plain and simple. Rapist. And if you're saying, well, he was never convicted of rape and blah, blah, well, James Franco hasn't been convicted of any kind of sexual harassment. Many of these people have not been convicted of anything. So don't tell me Kobe Bryant wasn't convicted. Sure, he wasn't criminally convicted. Yeah, he settled the civil case with the woman he raped. And the only reason he wasn't convicted and went to trial, criminal trial, is because the woman refused to testify. Why did she refuse to testify? Because they settled the civil case. He paid money to shut her up. Paid money. And we're not talking like, oh, I don't know, this is consensual. No, no, no. I encourage you to go back. If you don't believe me, go back. Go back and read about the case and how he choked her and how he made her bleed and how she asked him to stop and he did not stop. Think about that, wall fans. Think about that social media world. We vilify all these people, Aziz Ansari, as we should, for doing the wrong thing, for pushing the limit. But we're going to award Kobe Bryant with an Academy Award. He's a rapist. As far as I'm concerned, Hollywood, if Kobe Bryant wins an Academy Award, your Time's Up campaign is completely useless and unfounded. And you should just stop it now. So, the ball's in your court, Hollywood. Time's up. Time's up on your hypocrisy. Time is up on you selectively deciding who's the bad guy and who's not the bad guy. When clearly, Kobe Bryant, I'm going to say it one more time, Kobe Bryant is a rapist. Simple as that. I don't care that he won you some championships, scored 60 points in his last game, second highest scoring points total in a game. Who cares? Same thing with Ray Lewis. Still a murderer. I don't care if you pray. Just because you pray to God. Oh, thank God. Oh, that murder just went away, huh? Oh. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, okay. Oh, the hypocrisy is astounding. It's astounding. It really is astounding. Oh, it's astounding. Oh, I got to have another bite of my Spider Bite Beer Company First Bite Pale Ale. Mm. Oh, it is a tasty one. I'm enjoying it. Spider Bite Beer Company. Oh, I'll have to try some more of theirs. Something other than the 10% uh, uh, I got a porter or something sitting down there. I'm not gonna show everyone. I'm not gonna be. I'm like, I can stop talking about it. I'm gonna wait for the next podcast. We're the one after that. We got some, we got some beer built up here now with these nice little beer shipments that we're getting. All right, let's move on to some music. I don't have a lot of music this week, but I did find a fun, fun little tidbit of information that you might be aware of. So, Fifty Cent, Fifty, Fifty Cent. I wish I had a weird uh, usher uh, to say for... No, I don't. 50. 50 Cent. Oh, man. I am very familiar with his music. Super popular when I was uh, doing the mobile DJ gig. Oh, so much. Go to Odie. It's your birthday. Oh, so much of that. It's not even funny. God. Ugh. That might have been the song I was playing when I got kicked out of uh, the Rio in Vegas. I got kicked out of the Rio for <laughs> playing too loud. Didn't get my, my gear confiscated, but got kicked out of the Rio. Technically not allowed in the Rio. 
hard for them to track those things, though. I think if I went rolling in there with a bunch of gear, they'd probably be like, hey, hey, Although I didn't have a beard back then. Ooh, ooh, I'd probably go back to the Rio. I actually haven't been to the Rio since. It was like 10 years. Oh, all right, we're getting a little tangented. Anyway, 50 cent, 50, 50. So back, uh, back many years ago, God, 10 plus years ago, this happened. Uh, when Bitcoin first came out, 50 cent was paid, was given payment for an album uh, in Bitcoin, in Bitcoin, and just kind of sat there. And I would like to point out to anyone not aware of it that 50 Cent declared bankruptcy a couple years ago. Declared bankruptcy. And we all know how it is declaring bankruptcy for these rich assholes. Orange Menace has done it multiple times. So apparently that's the way to become president of the United States of America. Uh, declare a bunch of bankruptcies and throw money away and treat people like shit. Ooh. Man, I am on the fast track to become the president of the United States of America, except I've never declared bankruptcy. I do sometimes treat people like shit. That's a lie. I don't really treat people like shit. Just sometimes, if they deserve it. <laughs> anyway, 50 cent. Fitty. Accepted Bitcoin as payment like 10 plus years ago. At the time, it was worth $400,000, the Bitcoin that he was given for payment. $400,000. As of, I don't want to say as of today because it's constantly fluctuating, but as of a couple days ago, that's that $400,000 or $400,000 worth of Bitcoin was worth $7 million. $7 million. And 50 Cent was just sitting on this Bitcoin, not even realizing that he had a bunch of Bitcoins sitting there, like gaining, just gaining money, which is interesting because if the, if he'd known about that when the bankruptcy was happening, I wonder if he wouldn't, like, it's super interesting. Super interesting. He probably would have had to cash that out, but he found it, and now it's worth $7 million. $7 million. Now, I won't, I won't say go out there and buy a bunch of Bitcoin. Oh, do not go out and buy a bunch of Bitcoin. Like, if you're one of those people that's like, I got to have a bunch of Bitcoin, I got to have a bunch of Bitcoin, go watch an episode of Mr. Robot. Tell me what you think of eCoin. eCoin wall fans. Tell me what you think about that one. Oh, Fitty. 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 He's rich. He's rich. All right. I got nothing else on music, but I do want to say one thing. And this is, it's, I've been saying this for quite a while. I'm looking at some upcoming punk rock shows here in Southern California, Los Angeles, maybe San Diego too. Uh, and Blink's actually playing a little festival down there in Orange County, kind of North Orange County. Looking at that one. Uh, but I want to hear from you, Wall fans. I want to hear from you because I'm looking to hit up some live shows over the next few weeks, months, really spring, summer time especially. Uh, I will be at Warp Tour uh, come beginning of summer. Like It's usually May, June, depending when it's hitting because it will be the last Warp Tour actual tour coming through. Uh, but I want to hear from all of you. Send me some recommendations. Send me some recommendations. Hit me up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall or on the website, seanworklive.com. Uh, really on Twitter, whatever you, you know, any of those. Uh, speaking of Twitter, I actually got a shout out from uh, when I got, well, I got a re response. I called out one of the radio guys here in LA on a, a little don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood reference. Called him out on that. The great Marcellus Wiley. Uh, but send me your recommendations. Punk rock shows, punk rock shows, really other shows too. I I, I don't think I could hand, handle a metal show. Uh, it, it was tough for me to handle a metal show as, as a younger gentleman. Can't do that at my age now. Just, just not possible, not possible. So, but uh, you know, some punk, alt punk shows, punk rock. Hit me up with your recommendations because I'm looking to hit some of those up over the next few weeks, months or so, whatever it is. Uh, and maybe if I get one that that's kid-friendly and take my daughter out there. I, I have her... Uh, not headphones, but, I mean, headphones, but the 
sound canceling. Like you see the dudes at the airport there, you know, the, they're, they're directing the planes. She's got a set of those. She's had them since before she was born. Cause I was like, oh, damn, we, uh, we got to have these concert, burning man, baseball game, football, game, like whatever. She got to have these. So we've already got those. So maybe we'll look kid friendly. Let me know. Especially if you've got a kid friendly one. All right. I got a little bit of sports, just literally like a tiny bit of sports. Uh, and I just, I have to recognize it. The New England Patriots are in the Super Bowl once again. Super Bowl 52 is happening on February, whatever that is. Not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, the Super Bowl will be happening. And my beloved New England Patriots have made the Super Bowl once again. Now, that's going to be the last time I mention it until after the Super Bowl because I have forever in my adult life maintained radio silence during the playoffs when it comes to the new england patriots i don't like to jinx them i don't like to buy anything patriots i, I don't talk about it. i don't post things you know last year i posted hey patriots are in the super bowl that's about as far as i get so we're going to recognize it here on go tell to the wall podcast but that is going to be the extent of it for the next two weeks until after the actual super bowl uh, where you will find me either just really sad that they lost or really happy that they won or really honestly they go to the Super Bowl so much. Like this is just we are we are we are spoiled as New England fans and uh if they lose they lose. I'm going to say it right now. If they lose they lose. Thank God our stats and information guy Chris is not on because he will be yelling at me and he will listen to this tomorrow and definitely yell at me for saying that. <laughs> I do care if they win. It's just not the end of the world. It is not the end of the world. Uh all right. Let's get into a little tech. A little bit of tech. God, we have t we are gonna finish early this evening. I'm gonna tell you right now, we're gonna finish a little early. Just because I'm looking at the time here, I'm looking at the time. I'm looking at my notes. We don't got a lot more stuff. <laughs> it happens. This is what happens. Um. All right. Tech, 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 tech. This is a fun little thing I found actually just after uh, CES. Um, and it's just a fun little article that was written. But I would like to right now. On Go Tells the Wall podcast here on Thursday, January 25th, 2018. Have a moment of silence for a particular piece of technology known as the auxiliary cord. That's right, the auxiliary cord, wall fans. Anybody saying, what do you mean, moment of silence for the auxiliary cord? Well, we have hit a point. And this happens always, always. And I'm sure I will still use auxiliaries at times because when I do live shows and stuff, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta plug it in here. But we've hit this point between Bluetooth and Google Home and Amazon, it's made it impossible. And the interesting thing is, think about this. If, if you're, you know, my age, in your 30s, 40s, maybe in your late 20s, you might be a little young. You remember there was a time in like, late 90s, early 2000s, that you went to parties and there's a stereo and there'd be an auxiliary cord. And it'd be like, hey, and people were fighting over the auxiliary cord. Let me get, let me, get, let me play this, you know? It's just like back in the 90s when we had these, uh, you know, CD changers. Who's picking the CDs? You know, same thing. But it's kind of a beloved thing. And it's interesting because that has really been replaced by Google Home and Amazon Echo uh, and Bluetooth even. Bluetooth. I mean, I got Bluetooth like all over my house. I actually have an auxiliary cord set up for my surround sound that I have around the bar uh, on the deck in, in our backyard. I have an auxiliary cord there. But I also have like a little Bluetooth 
so that you can literally connect to the surround sound system via Bluetooth or via auxiliary. Nobody uses the auxiliary. Nobody uses the auxiliary. It's Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Uh, so again, moment of silence for the auxiliary cord. It happens. Technology moves along. I still want to listen to cassette tapes once in a while. That's a blatant lie. I don't want to listen to cassette tapes. I don't want to listen to CDs either. I think, like, we could have just jumped that. Because vinyl is still fantastic. There's a certain sound to vinyl. Oh, God, is there a certain sound to vinyl? But I have no desire for cassette tapes or CDs in the interim. Except for getting them from the library, where clearly I accidentally grab wrong CDs. But, yes, like there, yeah. But I'm not hankering to get CDs. Everything's kind of digital these days. It's a beautiful thing, but at the same time, it's a little bit sad. I don't know. Who knows? Eh, who knows what's next? Next, it's just going to play in your brain. And you just blink. You, like, blink. Next song. Next song. Next song. Oh, God. There's people constantly blinking all the time. At least they're not looking down at phones. Like, I don't know. Oh, all right. I do have some great news. Great tech news from Google. Great tech news from Google. And we always joke on the podcast. And everyone, everyone, this is a constant running joke about, like, Google stalking you or really anything stalking you. You know, because when you do a little research... You know, let's say you're researching a television, you know, and then for the next like month or so, every site you visit, all of the ads are for televisions. You know, you're searching for a mattress. All of the ads are mattresses. And it's gotten even worse than that to the point where if you're not even physically searching on a computer, but it hears you, hears you say, well, I got to get a new pair of jeans. Jeans. Levi's ads all over the place. Oh, yes. Well, Google is trying to curtail some of that creepiness, I guess. What you can do now is those specific ads that you see popping up on sites everywhere you go, you can actually mute those. I don't know if you can do it just yet. If you can't, you can either do it now or it's coming very, very, very soon. You can actually mute those for up to 90 days. So what you do is you see one of those ads within Google, if you're using Chrome, and you click on the ad and you say mute this, and it's going to mute it for 90 days. You're not going to see any of those ads. So you can be proactive and get ahead of it. Which I think is interesting, and I want to bring up a funny story here. This is and this is something to keep in mind. Because I just use examples of televisions and mattresses and stuff, but remember, it follows you around no matter what you're researching. And the funny story is, I'm not even going to say what company. So I was working for one of the major entertainment companies a few years ago. And we would have meetings, you know, to go over, like, general meetings to go over things. And, pe- you know, people constantly plugging in computers. If you've been in a corporate environment or really any kind of office environment nowadays, you're plugging in computers. You know, that's how you're showing stuff up on the screen and everything. And a certain female that I worked with at the time went to plug in her computer so she could show some stuff. And she had to pull up Google to get a certain URL. When she pulled up Google, she had a particular ad on Google right there. For KY Lubricant, and this is in a meeting with vice presidents, directors, management, you know, probably like 30 people. KY Lubricant. If you're not familiar with KY Lubricant, this would be lubricant for your intimate times. I mean, with your partner, but if you're using it by yourself, like, that's fine. It's kind of a needed thing. Like, there's nothing wrong with researching KY and everything else. And we all kind of know, it's, it's kind of like one of those things, like everybody poops. Yeah, we all poop. We don't talk about pooping. Well, some people do. Some people talk about pooping. And we can talk about it in the office. You don't talk about KY lubricant in the office. So that is something to keep in mind 
wall fans, and that's where this would come in handy. Remember, if you're searching for lubricant, you know, stuff like that, ball gags, I guess, Star Wars sex toys, which we have talked about on the podcast. It's going to follow you around. So remember to mute those before you're plugging your computer in to give a presentation to people. It also goes the other way when it's super innocent stuff. Like I remember years ago because I, I, I worked in kids entertainment, you know, kids and tween entertainment for a very, 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 very long time at studios and everything. Uh, and I remember research, like I had to research something. I can't remember what it was. It was like Girl Scouts or something. <laughs> like, here's a 30-something-year-old man. Why is he, with no kids, researching the Girl Scouts? And I remember just as I'm doing it, like Girl Scouts and, and like looking at this. And I can't even remember what it was for. And I, I don't even know if it was Girl Scouts. It was something like that, like Girl Scouts. You know, I'm like, and I remember being like, oh, man. NSA is definitely, and this was before Edward Snowden and stuff. Like now, I'd be like, "Oh shit, I'm not researching this." And it was, it was absolutely. This was when I was at Disney when I was doing this. I can, I can tell you that this was when I was working for the mouse, and I was doing it for like something having to do with marketing. I can't remember specifically, but it completely harmless. But this kind of stuff follows you around, and you're like, you know, I could just see someone knocking on my door, like, uh, "Excuse me, sir, uh, why were you spending three hours researching Girl Scouts? And you don't have any kids." Or even a wife. And back then, I didn't even have a wife. Like, I, don't, I, well, well, sir, I had to do it for work. What kind of work do you do, son? <laughs> son, son. <laughs> Suddenly, the police officer is is uh, is a sixty five year old man, and I am ten. I don't know where that came from, son. <laughs> oh, you can tell it's late. Oh, I'm getting tired. Oh. <laughs> All right, you can you can kill those ads now. You can kill those ads now, wall fans. As we go the hell off the rails. That's my pen. Luckily, I got a spare pen here. Got a spare pen. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. All right. Uh, Google Photos strikes again. We're going to go ahead and pa- uh, post this one to, to the social platforms as well. Uh, but keep in mind, as good as AI is and all these things, and Google Photos, if you're, if you're a uh, an iPhone user, I assume Apple, there's like Apple Photos or something. Uh, and Google Photos, like all the, fo- all the photos that you connect to it, which if if you choose to do so, can be all the phone, all the photos on your phone, on your Android phone, or Google phone, whatever. They get synced to Google Photos. When Google Photos has this cool little AI, where they will take certain photos and they will stitch them together because they realize based on metadata uh, and and time and location and everything that maybe those photos should go together, and they'll put together a collage, an animation, whatever it is, which is actually really cool. I've, I've downloaded a few, especially with, with a young one at home. You know, it's like, click, 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 and it'll give me, like, a crazy animation. Just, like, oh, we threw this together. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I'll, I'll save that. You know? I remember a couple when she was first born, like, in the hospital. My, my father holding her. It's like, moving around, and it's like, it's a cool little animation. Well, at times, it doesn't work the way it's supposed to. And we will definitely post this one. Uh, so there's a gentleman who was in Alberta on a ski trip skiing in Alberta, and took a few photos with his phone. Took a few photos with his phone. Actually, a few. I say he took three uh, scenic photos. And two of those three photos are just photos of scenery and ski resort. Snow, trees, mountains in the background. And the third photo is two people. I, I assume him and a friend. And so Google Photos took those three photos and decided to stitch them together. Problem is... The AI for Google Photos thought the guy in the photo 
should actually be a mountain. So when it stitched those three photos together, it put him in the background, blending him very well with the trees and the mountains. My tablet's going crazy. Forgot to mute the tablet. It's probably someone hit me up on Facebook. Why is your show so terrible today? Because it's freaking late at night, guys. It's freaking late, and I'm tired. And Anyway, so we get a nice little image of this guy wearing his ski gear. Basically posing as a mountain in the background of this photo. And we'll post this one to social media sites. But I bring this up, wall fans, as a warning. Remember, you can't rely completely on AI when it comes to stuff like this. We're nowhere near a point where AI can do everything. In fact, that brings me to my next point. So, there's a Jeep. A Jeep, you know, a car. Jeep Compass, it looks like. A Jeep Compass. That was fished out of a lake this week. Uh, I believe it was uh, upstate New York. Upstate New York. It's probably New Jersey. It's probably Someone probably had to... Someone probably had to pump their own gas and just lost their mind. That's what happened. I'm just kidding. I, I believe it was upstate New York. What happened here was... Uh, Sorry, getting distracted by notifications there. Uh, what happened was some, some people had borrowed a friend of theirs. They were visiting from out of town. Borrowed a friend of theirs Jeep. And, of course, what do you do when you're in an area that you're not familiar with? Use navigation. Use navigation. Even if you're in an area you're familiar with, use navigation. My wife, I swear, like, we're getting in the car. We're going to the grocery store. All right, let me, let me check the traffic. It's, half, it's, it's a mile away. <laughs> we... we We can listen for the traffic. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but this is what happens. Like, people, like, navigation everywhere, everywhere. And we all know ways. You use ways. We get around the traffic, especially here in Los Angeles. You know, I think if you live elsewhere where traffic isn't a problem, you're probably not using as much ways. Here in Los Angeles, everyone's like, did you use ways? Did you use ways? Did ways get you here? Did you use ways? You follow ways? Like, no. No, motherfucker. (laughs) I just, I know how to get here. (laughs) I've been here 50 times. I know how to get here. I'm just kidding. I mean, there's nothing wrong with using Navigation. Unless you're these people in a Jeep in upstate New York who were following the Waze app, which took them down a boat launch. Now, wall fans, if you don't know what a boat launch is, it's a little ramp that goes into a body of water, a bay, the ocean, a lake. So once you hit that point, you should kind of know it ain't a road anymore. We're not on the road anymore, Toto. Not on the road. Well, these people driving in this Jeep followed their ways, which told them to turn onto the boat ramp and then drive out onto a semi-frozen lake. They continued driving on the semi-frozen lake until the water got up to the doors, and they realized they should probably get out of the Jeep. Now I bring this up. I mean, it's funny. I'm happy all of them were okay. Nobody got hurt or or passed, you know, died, anything like that. But I bring this up as another warning, just like the Google Photos and everything else. You can't always just trust technology blindly. You can't do it. And this is a perfect, like, this is the most extreme example of why you can't do that. It's the same thing. Self-driving cars, terrifying. Drones dropping packages out of the sky. We need to realize that yes, technology is fantastic. I use technology all the time. I'm going live on Facebook right now thanks to technology. 
I am recording a podcast right now thanks to technology. I am able to have all this information right in front of me on my surface thanks to technology. But you can't give everything up to technology, wall fans. You just can't. You just can't. And this is an example of why you can't do that. And you know what? To combat that, wall fans, we've got nice little hashtag common sense stickers coming your way. Well, they'll, they'll arrive next week. They'll arrive next week. If you're interested in getting one, if you're a patron, you're getting one. You're getting one. They're getting sent to you, maybe handed to you. If you're Bridget and you're a patron and I see you regularly, it's going to get handed to you. But those are going. If if you're not a patron and you're interested in getting a sticker, hit me up on one of the social platforms, at TellTheWallPod, at MagicMuppet, or Facebook.com slash GoTellToTheWall, and of course, SeanOrWorkLive.com. Hit me up on those because those stickers are coming in next week. We want to get them out all over Southern California and beyond and beyond beyond that. In fact, I'm going to be working on getting some in Arizona over the next uh, month or so here. Working on that. Get ready, zoners. Coming at you with some common sense. Zoners. That's what that's what Southern California people used to call it. Arizona. But zoners. Zoners. 90s was a weird time. <laughs> it's a weird time. If you weren't alive in the 90s, don't... Don't be regretful. It was a weird time. I don't know what the hell we were doing back then. Oh, man. Can't wait till my daughter looks at photos. Like, what? What is this? Like, why, why do you only have part of a beard? Well, well, honey. Back in the 90s, we had these things called goatees that were super popular. Now, no one in their right mind would have one. I'm just kidding. People have goatees. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But there's everybody in the 90s, like, goatee? Oh, sick goatee, dude. Sick goatee. Or Van Dyke or whatever it is. I don't know. There's a difference between a goatee and a Van Dyke. All right. I want to leave you with one last thing. We've got about five minutes left. I want to leave you with one last thing, wall fans. And that is the gift that keeps on giving. The Fire Festival presented by the great Ja Rule. Uh, You're not familiar with Ja Rule? I just gave you all of Ja Rule. If you've never heard of Ja Rule, I just gave you all of Ja Rule right there. Uh, It's all of Ja Rule. It's all you need to know. Uh, He's probably going to sample the podcast now. He's like, oh, that, that sounds better than mine. Uh, can you tell us late? Can you tell us late? Oh, man. All right. Fire Festival. The, the gift that keeps on giving. I thought we were done with this. I thought we were done with this. The Fire Festival. Well, now what's happening, Wall fans, is people that were, I don't want to say scammed. Scammed. People are scammed that had bought tickets to the Fire Festival and ended up out there and stranded and all this other stuff and given lettuce and bread to eat and all that junk. Well, they have been sent emails by an organization out of New York. I cannot find uh I cannot find the name of the organization, but it's a it's a it's a promotion organization out of New York. They've been emailing everyone that went to Fire Festival. And they're offering them Pre-sale tickets to Burning Man. In fact, they're offering them pre-sale tickets to Burning Man for $325. Burning Man tickets have not been that cheap in a few years here. Additionally, you can't really... Burning Man tickets are not sold through third parties. They're sold directly through Burning Man or they they are sold person to person through a ticket exchange done by Burning Man. And not at that price. And in fact, there is a limit... For people purchasing Burning Man tickets, they get purchased in twos, and you can only pre-sale tickets, you can only purchase up to 10. And this organization is offering up to 12 tickets to Burning Man. 
So, Fire Festival participants, if you were dumb enough to get duped by Fire Festival, I really don't feel that bad for you. However, the organizers of Burning Man, the B Morgue, as we all know them, are warning you do not purchase these tickets. Because there's no tickets to purchase. And maybe there will be. Maybe this organization thinks they're going to buy a bunch of Burning Man tickets. But you know what? They're not. They're not. If, you, if you're new to this and you want to be a burner, don't fall for these scams. Don't fall for these scams. And it's just amazing. It's amazing to me that this kind of stuff happens still. And in fact, on top of that, tickets for Burning Man will not even be available until January 31st. So they're literally not even available yet. Oh, but I'm going to send you an email. Ooh. You know what, Wall fans? Forget everything I just said. And when you get an email from Go Tell It to the Wall podcast that says Burning Man tickets uh, for $300, just send me $300 and don't worry, your Burning Man tickets are coming. See how dumb that sounds? <laughs> like, are people, you know what, Fire Festival, uh, if you're that dumb, you know what? I'm not even going to warn you. I, I mean, I already warned you, but if you're that dumb, like, come on, man. Come on, man. What are you, like, seriously? The ignorance of people. That's the point we're at. Oh, that's the point we're at. And they're probably going to, those same people are going to buy tickets to Fire Festival next year. They're like, oh, Fire Festival, it's back. Uh. All right, it's enough jaw rule impersonations for this evening. All right, we are out of time, Wall fans. Just about out of time. We didn't quite go off the rails like I thought we would this evening, uh, but I was definitely tired. Definitely tired on that one. Uh, so we'll come, we will be back next week. Same wall time, same wall place. New content coming this weekend as well, so keep an eye out for that. Just, you know, subscribe, YouTube. Just search Go Tell Us The Wall. Find us on the YouTube. Uh, and, of course, one more note on music. Give Me Motion still currently touring with Midnight Press and uh, uh, I forgot the other performer that there was. Tessa Violet. Midnight Press and Tessa Violet currently touring with them. They just finished up a show in Brooklyn a uh, day or two ago. Uh, so check them out. Search them. GiveMeMotion.com. Follow them. If you're on the East Coast, Midwest, South, they're not playing California, unfortunately. i got to yell at him for that. We'll get one of those soon. All right. On that note, we are done for this week. We'll be back next week with episode 44 on the live feed, on Podomatic, all the good stuff. Hopefully Facebook still exists. If it does, <laughs> it's maybe a different live feed. Uh, we may start transitioning this live feed stuff to, to YouTube as well. Just use Facebook because that's where we have the biggest following. So that's where we get the most eyeballs, the most impressions. Um, as far as video goes, we get the most the most impressions uh, through Podomatic and all our subscribers on the podcast. It's funny because on, on like Facebook is like, ah, 200 people. And then the podcast and Podomatic is like three to 4,000. It's like, what? what, what, what? Do you, you guys don't like social platforms? I'm just kidding. I mean, don't do what you do. Just remember, subscribe, like, share, tell a friend. Um, and on that note, wall fans, we'll see you next week. And remember, whatever you're doing, do it with passion. Have passion. Always, always have passion. And more importantly, remember, wall fans, no matter what you do, no matter who you meet, no matter why you do it, and no matter where you go, Always, always, always use common sense.